Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, where I interview, where I bring you the Crypto Corner, where I interview founders, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, artists, government officials, you name it, in crypto and blockchain. Before we get into today's amazing podcast, just a quick word. There is an upcoming conference that I'm excited about uh, called the Global Digital Asset and Cryptocurrency Association Conference called Defying Expectations, Utilizing Decentralized Finance to Drive Institutional Performance. It's going to be held on November 10, 2021, totally virtual, online. Registration can be um, signed up for at gbaglobal.org. And the featured keynote speaker, among others, is Sam Bankman-Fried. He was the CEO and founder of FTX. It's a free event. It's going to be amazing. And um, I look forward to seeing people on the line virtually. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. And today I have an amazing guest. I'm really excited about this interview. His name is Z Zeng. He is the CEO and the co-founder of Space Chain. Z, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. You're very welcome. So we'll kick things off and um, ask you the same question. Pretty much ask everybody is this. What is your background and is it a logical background for what you do now? <laughs> so uh, my background is actually in psychology. I have a master's degree in developmental psychology from Columbia University. So I was uh, planning to uh, do a lot of education or like educational policy. Uh, like before I entered the program, but the more I study about it, then I feel like I'm, I, I was living in New York, so I got a lot of opportunity to talk to a lot of uh, finance guys, like you know, tech guys. I moved to San Francisco to live for a couple of months, then I decided uh, technology is really my passion. So, actually, before I uh, started my master, my uh, during my undergrad, I started my company, uh, my first company, which is an education startup. We do international education to help kids before college to determine what they want to do in college that kind of things <laughs> so help them pick their major because i didn't like my major so i'm like it's a common <laughs> common thing you know people don't under, don't don't want to know what they want so at the same time you know like i said i was exploring myself um i would say uh yeah then i after i sold the company to another uh educational group and i started space chain and also uh since 2015 i started to look into like ethereum bitcoin and i got really got to grow with the community uh so is it a logical background i'm very interested to know what is a logical background to working crypto in space <laughs> i don't know what i like maybe have an aerospace degree or something uh i, I think it's perfectly logical background for me because uh what happened was when I started Space Chain, I worked. Uh, my, I found my co-founder and CEO Jeff Garzik, who is uh, one of the first developers of the uh, Bitcoin original code, and uh, he uh, he was uh, a board of director of Linux Foundation. So as 
as technical as he can get, uh, we uh, we were still uh, finding finding trouble to find fund funding for this kind of project for blockchain space. Then I think with my addition, I was able to convince Jeff to give me a dumb down version that everybody can understand. <laughs> I think it helped us greatly in terms of promoting our brand and interacting interact with customers, interacting with uh, investors, and uh, um, yeah. So I think that's a logical uh, background, and uh, I think uh, you know within four years of the company, we did a five space mission. I would say uh, it's doing pretty good. Awesome. So I want to get into detail more what Space Chain is. So, so what is Space Chain, and how um, does it fulfill the role as a what is called a, a space um, as a service solution? Great. So yeah. So what is Space Chain? So we are an integrator of the blockchain and space technology uh, to put into the most simple term. And uh, we have a couple of like uh, I would say flagship project we can introduce to help you understand a bit more. Uh, the first one will be is a cybersecurity solution we're offering. So we actually have a two active payload inside of the International Space Station. That is a one is a Bitcoin multi-sig wallet, and also another one is the Ethereum multi-sig wallet. So we're leveraging Space Platform to provide security service, a cybersecurity service for uh, crypto exchanges, custodian services, digital banks. Because as you all know, that you know the, those kind of enterprise are. Uh, common target for hackers, but uh, with, if they engage with us, not only they need to break through the other local server, their Wi-Fi, their uh, personal phone, or whatever, we are the holding one of those keys that's actually inside of ISS or our other satellites. So, in order to hack the hack the, to, to take the to take the digital assets out of the those kind of enterprises, they need to go through us as well. Then, as you can imagine, ISS is extremely difficult to hack. <laughs> and uh, and uh, for the satellites, we use completely different uh, communication protocol. We use different method of uh, you know transmitting data. So uh, you know, in cybersecurity, we say there's no ultimate security. We're just bringing the bar so high that it's not worth attack us. You know, uh, instead of you know, they better just attack anyone else. Uh, the second layer we're working on is that we actually are engaging with a couple of satellite provider. We want to develop this hand-holding device that uh, is uh, looks like a satellite phone, but it's integrated with a ledger, so which is Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, all the other. Uh, most of the it supports most of the uh, existing uh, blockchain now. Then what it does is that as long as you have the satellite signal, which is almost anywhere in the world. You can utilize this device to do a blockchain transaction. So, uh, you know that includes not only crypto, uh, you know, traditional we call cryptocurrency, but also stable coins, which is digital fiat. So that becomes super interesting because, uh, you know, basically we're saying anywhere in the world you can make any transaction you want, and it's really boundless. And that, that that's kind of the second layer we're working on. The third part, which uh, is something, it's a very longer vision that we are building something called decentralized satellite infrastructure. So basically, we're envisioning a fully immersed uh, blockchain uh, a network connect with a with a space uh, satellite network. So to put into a like simple term, is that uh, everybody probably heard a lot of, uh, I would say, uh, satellite constellation. You know, Starlinks, uh, WinWeb. All those kind of big satellite company are building their constellation to provide either global internet, make Earth observation, all those things. But if you look at it, it's about one company building this huge 3,000 satellites network. 
However, it does. It's actually it's about owning the. It's actually making it very exclusive. They said, "Oh, I occupy the space. I am faster, so that's why I'm going to dominate the market." But if we look at how the um, all the other how the internet is really growing, it's actually very decentralized, and it, it actually the the hotspot of the internet hub, you know, it should pop up everywhere. So the basically, what our idea is that we want to build up a blockchain protocol that can help multiple companies from multiple jurisdiction build a satellite network together. So instead of one company owning the whole satellites, we want to do a shared constellation. And the reason that people are not doing it is because it's extremely difficult to trust each other, especially across jurisdiction, especially when you talk about sharing sensitive satellite data, all the things. And the blockchain can play an interesting, you know, mediator there that you know it's transparent. We're uh, if uh, you and me were building the satellite network together, we are gonna uh, set up this uh, connection point of protocol altogether. Then we know exactly what's gonna happen, and uh, you know all the data flow will be transparent. So uh, yeah, we're still we're still in R and D uh, stage, but uh, we already got funding for this particular project by Innovate UK and Enterprise Singapore. Know two of the leading innovation uh, agency uh, in uh, UK and, and Singapore. Um, yeah, so uh, long story short, I feel like I gave it really long answers. <laughs> but uh, uh, how to basically for space as service, uh, we are the expert uh, of blockchain in the space industry. We are the space expert in the block. Uh, we are the blockchain expert in the space industry. So we're offering blockchain industry. Basically, if you ever want to integrate your service with satellite or with space platform or anything space related, we're the guy. Thank you. Awesome. Um, just got two follow-ups to make sure I understand everything clearly, right? So the, the the added benefit that you bring uh, to it as as a software as a or as a space as a service is additional cybersecurity improvements. And then uh, your hardware and being able to integrate your hardware with space satellites. Um, yep. And that's that's an upgrade of what currently exists in the world. Yeah. So uh, there are two ways. We're basically doing uh, actually three ways. So one is that there are many satellites already there. We, and they have they have satellite devices. They have a, like a receiver. They have like a, you know, a satellite phone, all those things. We can integrate hardware. In within those services that make it blockchain enabled. So it, it, it used to be this form, but then we do the addition and put a ledger into it. The satellite phone becomes a powerful blockchain you know, transaction vehicle. So that's uh, yeah, that's one. Uh, that's the uh, one method. Two method is that we actually can do completely just software that we will hope, but that is less powerful because we can only do maybe broadcasting. We can make sure that people have internet, but doesn't know how to, uh, doesn't have proper internet, but like we can use a signal to basically make sure they receive the services. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's less powerful, but uh, uh, there are some uh, usage uh, here and there. The third one is that we do our own launches, that we launch satellite payloads, which is completely, uh, I would say, uh, uh, I would say customized. And we bought some of the uh, like um, off the shelf uh, pay, uh, like a hardware, but we do customization ourselves because there's no existing hardware to support blockchain in space, as you can imagine. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of one of the, our most uh, powerful method, and we have to pass a lot of security check, uh, as you can imagine. You know, we launch with SpaceX. We want to get installed inside of ISS. 
And uh, yeah, that's a very uh, long process and, uh, and difficult process. Thank you for clarifying for me. And and you also talked about, you know, my second follow-up is this, you talked about constellation. And yeah. I wanted to do just the basic comparison, you know, um, of the Bitcoin network um, compared to to Amazon, Amazon to centralized data warehouse, Bitcoin's a decentralized whole entire global network. Um, and you're saying Constellation will be like a centralized space network while your network with your with your partners is completely decentralized. Like what would be what's the benefit of having that decentralized network as opposed to the centralized structure? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's something uh, we really enjoy talking to is that um, if you think of there's in, in, in this kind of community, in this kind of infrastructure project, is that there are actually a lot of uh, factors play into it, including geopolitics, not just technology, but geopolitics, including uh, an, an international relation. For example, if it's one company offering the global service that they're uh, they're dominating the entire country's network, then suddenly they don't like you, they thank you, and then they said, oh, all this com all my country's company no longer can provide any service to this country. Then your people have been using their network for 20 years, suddenly lose their internet, and then you don't have a replacement. So uh, that's kind of more extreme situation. But uh, you know, as technologists, we need to think of kind of more uh, this kind of scenario. And uh, it, you know, the, the the degree of that actually happening could be more extreme, or also can be, you know, more like a, you know less severe. However, if you think of a decentralized network, and for example, in our case. So we, we built a 30, uh, 32 satellite constellation together, and then we have four from Singapore, uh, three from Japan, five from Korea, six from uh, you know, UK and France, US. Then it becomes very neutral network. Then it's all about business. It's completely commercial. Then even there are some restriction, like say three of the satellites cannot serve this area, five of the satellites cannot do this and that. The other ones can still play the role to continue serving. So I think it's a, that's why we uh, keep emphasizing on the global collaboration and also more open economy. Is a is we yeah we we again we are all about business and we believe the space uh, industry really has been growing to be more open and uh, again like blockchain started from open network. So I think that's an interesting combination and that's kind of what value we want to bring. Great. So let's talk about open network. Let's talk actually. Let's talk about you know how space is the next frontier, you know, for business and and you know what lessons have you learned um, from space that will you know help build you know business and and internet and web sustainability. Sure. Yeah. So basically, space is uh, I would say the ultimate frontier for anything uh, for any technology. So if you look at uh, how. Uh, space industry is, is has been doing, and uh, this is kind of one of the thing that you know for 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 the company and for the each nation has actually had great interest. And uh, there's a famous letter uh, that NASA writes to this little girl, say why people are you know still some people are still starving, but we're actually exploring space. But because it's really it's a, it's a, it's a leading the, the the growth of technology and it's really pointing the direction for future generations of of a technology of the, of, of, of how how it's going to develop and uh, for business that's even uh, more interesting because if you look at a lot of uh, i'm just going to name a couple like 
not so familiar like you for, for a lot of people is that for example hedge funds are using satellite observation like earth observation data very heavily to track the global shipment to track all the <laughs> all the trades and I say and all the exam all the companies okay you said you have uh, 300 trucks in your company, right? You know, then they're going to do the satellite data and they're going to track all the, see if you are telling the truth or see if your financial report is, is true. Oh, they are, they are tracking the, they're they are using satellite data to or to really observe the agriculture. For example, they say, oh, we want to predict the price for corn next year. And we say, oh, the, the biggest producer of the corn, they actually have very heavy rainy season for the last three months. And this kind of, per, you know, uh, unique data they actually get from all the Earth's observations. So uh, that's kind of one a simple use case. So if you think of that, and there are people using that data compared to uh, a random, I would say, agricultural company want to focus on the farm and see how much their, you know, information they're actually getting way before you ever will get that get in touch with it. So that's kind of one of the one of the thing uh, that's. The, the, the world leading company also for like for example for the, a lot of resource company which is mining not crypto mining traditional mining they're using uh, also again satellite data to uh, make observation and uh, of uh, where the you know natural resources and uh, Singapore for example they are using satellite data to uh, predict public uh, transportation they are doing city planning they are doing urban uh, urban urban planning uh, with it so uh, again like it's really uh, if you think of and, and, and again the precision of the satellite data and is actually getting more and more uh, accurate and they can really it's like an iphone you can, you can keep zooming 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 until you can see this little dot on on the screen potentially then if you see then basically anything ever appear on the on the street ever appear uh, in your city will be observed by satellites and I don't even need to talk about why it's just important for a lot of business right uh, so um, and uh, for the second part of the question is that what I learned uh, from the space to help to foster business stability uh, it's quite uh, quite simple is that you always need to so what I like about space industry and that's why I joined the industry is because there's no such thing as an ultimate goal you can just reach you cannot reach a goal and then you're like i'm done right you cannot be like i go public then i'm done <laughs> there's no such thing which is the a lot of people probably don't like it but that's the part i feel and all the space industry people i believe really really like it is that we don't know what's the limit we don't there's no such thing as oh we finished this then we're 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 good to go and and so that's kind of this kind of keep encouraging us to exploring and that's what's drives the innovation so i think that's the most important part of the business accessibility because there's no one thing that really help you unless you just keep innovating right that's true i agree um so you said you mentioned uh, when you first book and i was going to ask you this uh, a little girl wrote a letter to nasa Right, and I know you're 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 building you're building a Singapore, you know, um, which is awesome. And I see them as a leader in a lot of ways. Um, what can the space program here in the U.S. learn from what you're doing in Singapore um, to to build, you know, or rebuild itself for the future? Uh, so I think the advantage of being in Singapore is that first of all, it's a, a very multicultural, multi 
language community and everybody is a living harmony and uh, uh, although we have many many different people living here and but uh, uh, first of all it's a very small uh, a very small country so it's uh, easier to manage and uh, what's interesting about it is that Singapore government fully take this advantage uh, disadvantage you know being small and being not so many you know the not very well populated but to to a very interesting way is that they always adopt the most advanced method they're always willing to adopt the, the new interesting technology so if you look at for example um for your audience is that you can google something like a blockchain sandbox that singapore government started five years ago they said within the sandbox you do whatever you try you want as long as you inform the government you're cool and we won't punish you as long as you keep us informed so that's a beautiful thing for entrepreneur, right? Because a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, especially in blockchain industry, they don't know about the, what, what, okay, are there gonna be a new law? <laughs> Suddenly you are a blockchain entrepreneur, next day you are a criminal and I, nobody knows about that, right? So this kind of uncertainty that, you know, government really offers a lot of, uh, us a lot of flexibility and, and an open channel for communication. What we want to do, we tell the government, they said, oh, we don't know about this, but give it a try, but keep us updated. So that's a that's a great thing to, to have. And it sounds really simple, but it's very rare for government to actually tell you that, right? Um, I think the, the second part is that Singapore is also also good uh, to, good has a good immersion of the West and East culture because uh it's uh, english speaking but it's based in asia it's only i think it's only english uh as the first language english speaking country in asia so basically that um, you know for 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 chinese clients or like japanese koreans if they want to let's have this open gateway to the west it's very very likely they're going to come to singapore and, uh, and that give office a lot of resource because it's a financial hub it's a uh it's a it's an innovation hub of, of asia at the same time for example, if you a lot of uh, U.S. companies uh, actually also come to Singapore to build their Asia headquarter, and all, that will give us a great opportunity because everybody is here. Uh, you know, again, no language barrier, no cultural barrier because it's uh, just open society and a government, open-minded, easy to communicate. And uh, yeah, so so I would say uh, that's why we are in Singapore. And uh, uh, but before COVID, I visit U.S. like every month. <laughs> so, so US is definitely the still the leading uh, player of the especially commercial space, no doubt. Got it. Okay, so I want to I want to shift the gears a little bit. You know, you recently announced um, a partnership with Spire, um, and then I'm going to quote what you said. So, this partnership will help us leverage satellite-based computing uh, to remove barriers and create a more open, collaborative, and global economy. Um, what is your vision uh, for this collaborate for the collaboration with Spire? What is Spire, and how will you achieve that um, global open economy? Yeah, uh, so that part I actually want to bring Bitcoin Network and how it was uh, developed into the picture. Is that we? I think uh, the something bigger than Space Chain ourselves is that we believe blockchain will play uh, such a great role in, in the future in terms of as a global collaboration mechanism because again like everything i was saying there are a lot of conflicts between the nation there are a lot of a uh, uh, disagreement between the nation and so how exactly we can find this common ground then we both agree that it will be properly executed right 
So, but it's very rare to, you know, it's very difficult to make it happen. And what's the vehicle that can actually drive this kind of collaboration to make sure, although we have disagreement, but this part, this 10 lines of code, we agree, right? That we're gonna do exactly what we agree on and we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna make sure it happens. So if you think of that, then, you know, blockchain plays a very interesting role. And we, that's why we said uh, for, for for the space space economy, also it's a it's a great I would say integration opportunity because there's no local space company. It's extremely it's impossible, right? You will, you will be covering much like uh, if you want to build a constant, you are covering the whole earth. So if you think of this two facts together, and then uh, that's actually what we want to do, and we want to uh, work with Spire, which is uh, one of the leading satellite data company, and. Uh, uh, trust me, space industry is actually much slower and much tra more traditional than uh, most of other. <laughs> uh, I would say, for example, crypto and blockchain, right? So when they when, when the space guys hear about crypto, they're like, "Well, I, I don't know. It's like a funny internet money." <laughs> and then uh, it took a lot us a lot of time to basically uh, run education workshop to reach out uh, to the space company to let them know, okay, this, how exactly this kind of uh, what is blockchain and what why this two integration makes sense and i think this is a big step for us spy is a public company and they are the leading satellite data company so that's uh, so we want to bring our techn technology uh, to them and we actually will install some of our uh, hardware uh, to their uh, future launches as well so to leverage uh, what they already have and uh yeah we're looking forward to working with more space company and uh, you know uh, and uh, uh, i'm glad yeah just very glad you know uh, spy is a very open-minded and a uh, and, uh, and uh, taking this very big step with us. Great. So the you know you were talking about computation and and um, so how do you how do you see that if space industry moving slowly right? How do you see the lessons that you're learning, you know, uh, being applied or how could they be applied to other industries that are also new and innovative and emerging? Uh, for the broader space industry. Uh, so I think the space industry is uh, uh, very interesting because uh, only about 20, 30 years ago, the commercial space, we call it new space, isn't a thing. It's, you will only hear about space, space agency running space programs, right? But now like startup like us and uh, many other startup all over the world, they're you know, they they launching like their satellites, they're launching their payloads. So that transition actually, that actually everybody Probably every other country should learn from the U.S. This uh, is quite interesting that they're actually the a space agency are letting go a lot of power. Uh, they are contracting to SpaceX. They are contracting to, and that's like twenty five, maybe yeah, yeah, like starting from like 18, 18 years ago, like fifteen years ago. They're starting giving a lot of contract to commercial uh, commercial companies, and that's very impressive because you they are fostering this. Uh, I would say um, non-government power to for for innovation and and they come up with a reusable rocket and then that's like revolutionary and nobody everybody was laughing at them and you know before they actually become became successful so and and but NASA actually put the the bet on them um, like by giving them contracts so if that, that's kind of very very interesting because if you uh, that's uh, then you know a lot of other countries are, are started to starting doing it but. For, for for many other industries, uh, it's a uh, very difficult of uh, to, I would say, 
to be that innovative at the same time that conservative. So it's a kind of interesting combination <laughs> uh, for the space industry. And then they make this broad move and make amazing things happen, right? So I think that's kind of the thing um, uh, I, I really learned from. And the second part will be the passion. I think the people in the space industry are very, very special because, um, again, what's the logical background to do what I do? Like, <laughs> then you actually not only find aerospace engineer, you find a lot of business people, a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, other in the, you know engineer from different disciplinary, and there are artists working in the space industry. So uh, it's really about the, the common shared passion for, for, for space and uh, this uh, an endless exploration. So I think that part is uh, uh, also excites me a lot because uh, if you look at, Space industry, it's not about building something very fast. It's not about exponential growth of a user in the next three months. That's not the, really not the case, but it's really about the which one to do in long term. Everything is about long term planning, everything is about uh, coordinating many, many different parties to make this spatial mission happen. So I think it's just different mindset, and then which uh, brings very, very interesting people. And uh, so uh, yeah, so it's a it's a very interesting experience. Uh, maybe in the morning, I talk to ten different crypto uh, uh, traders. Then in the, at night, we're having a meeting with space agents. So you find different mindset, different people. Very interesting. <laughs> good, very good. I I, I recently uh, got um, a new windshield in my car, and, and while I was waiting, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and me and the and we and the bartender are sitting there. Uh, she was like. I thought by now, you know, she was she was into space. She was like, I thought by now we'd have flying cars and all these things like the Jetsons and you know, and we don't have that. And I wonder why. And I I want to ask you because since you're since you're in this space, what's what's preventing us from actually being able to see those flying cars all around and you know having that futuristic economy today? What's what's the what's the holdbacks and what do we need to do to move forward? Uh, maybe flying cars are not that good. <laughs> it's not that useful. <laughs> uh, uh, that actually, I don't have the best question, best answer for that. But I, I also, I think the uh, technology breakthrough was uh, already. So again, the, the technology in general development is going exponentially. But as a, again, the direction are we really? I, I'm pretty sure if we're putting, I don't know. Five percent of uh, some budget, like of, uh, of of the government, like into just focus on flying car. We probably will have it in five years. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> At least a proper demo that can make it work. You know, I, I, like. But again, it's a really. It's all about economics. Uh, does it really economic check out? Does it make sense to build it? Uh, if we want it, we can do. Uh, I'm pretty sure all the like. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the kind of advanced. The country can put some major effort into it. I, I'm pretty sure there is, but uh, again, it, it's really the matter of if it checks out. But again, you know, if you look at, I think COVID vaccine is a perfect case. Uh, the a lot of technology there. It's we say there are 100 roadblocks that are preventing us to apply, uh, you know, mRNA uh, vaccine, and we say it will be ready in like 20 years, right? But then, if the, they decide this is useful, the, the economics check out, and it makes sense for the world to have it as soon as possible. Then, you know, uh, all the other things are not like exactly roadblocks anymore. So, yeah, I think it just, uh, I think underlining the 
the, the yeah the, the basically the demand supply didn't match <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah so I, say, I, I believe in comics so. <laughs> so the economics are there you believe that anything's possible uh i would say almost it's just uh, again if you look at the in the space industry scale we're talking about 15 20 years at least like at you to plan on anything big then you know i think yeah if you look at how the vaccine was distributed in the world in a year then i believe yeah anything is possible thank you so i want to thank you very much for your time today i enjoyed our conversation it's great uh getting to know you and uh i have one last question um how can how can people find out more information about you um about what your company does um about what you're doing up to next roadmap how can they do that Sure. Yeah. So you can visit spacechain.com and then we have a, like a newsletter we send out from time to time. And uh, actually the easiest way to follow us on Twitter, uh, is the handle is space chain. And uh, we are, I think I would say quite active and we share all the, uh, you know, saw leadership article we write. We have, uh, I would say quite frequent coverage from industry magazine, you know, uh, from blockchain, Coindesk, Cointelegraph, and also space like a, satellite magazines or those things we will share what's the, the the latest and uh every couple of months uh i would say at least once a year we have a launch <laughs> so that's also always an exciting moment where we'll share the link with the community and you know people can see the launch you know and we will talk about uh yeah and from time to time we also do ama uh to answer questions so yeah so twitter our official website uh yeah that would be the best Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.